everybody, welcome back to Evolved Athletics Radio. My name's Jim Young. This is episode 50. Uh, today we're going to talk about managing stress for fitness goals. So with the you know, increase in popularity in CrossFit and HIT or high-intensity interval training over the years, which I think for the most part, um, both of those have died down a little bit, but there's this still growing body of belief that we really need to increase the amount of volume that we're doing in a workout to really make it worth it, to really push the the limits of our bodies. And the concern is that at some point there's going to be uh, some overtraining occurring, especially if there's not enough rest and recovery in between bouts of exercise. Now, we know that physical stress and mental stress both have the same amount of impact on the body. Um, Mental stress, however, doesn't necessarily increase our risk for physical injury, um, but it still does kind of bog down the body in terms of recovery time. So they, they both, physical and mental stress, can be problematic long-term, especially if the volume of exercise is at a higher-than-normal threshold, right? You're not going to be able to keep that exercise uh, intensity and capacity at the same workload for a prolonged period of time if stress, again, whether it's physical or mental, isn't taken into account. And we know that when stress is really high, we tend to see a lot of uh, the hormone called cortisol be released. Now, before you let your mind run rampant with cortisol and the commercials that you've seen in the past, just understand that some of it's true and some of it's not. So understand that uh, cortisol, it is a stress hormone and it can give um, you know a burst of energy, uh, does increase the heart rate. Uh, lowers sensitivity to pain, and sometimes heightens memory. Again, this is a a quick burst. This isn't something that uh, is maintained over a long period of time and can be, uh, I don't know if advantageous would be the right word because it's not something that uh, you have a a lot of control over, um, but it does have its advantages in high-stakes situations. But Again, this is an evolutionary function of our bodies. And in the in those days, in the past, the, the way past, you know, we would get this acute uh, stress buildup or stress release um, that sometimes is caused from like an animal attack or, you know, something to that effect. You know, so something that's really short in duration to... You know, what we see in modern times as constant stress and this high level of chronic stress, you know, it does lead to an overproduction of cortisol and does have potential to cause some health problems. Um, So some of those things that we have uh, connected to high prolonged high cortisol levels, you know, is, you know, memory loss, um, fat gain, muscle loss possibly anxiety and weakened immune function. Again, these are all things that are associated with, 
you know, the overproduction of cortisol for a prolonged period of time. And again, we typically see those in individuals um, that are under a lot of stress for a long time. And again, <clears throat> I want to circle back around to the uh, fat gain and muscle loss because cortisol on body composition is one of those things that as physiologists we, we look at. Um, you know, if there's a change in body composition, a negative change in body composition, we w- want to start looking at what ex- what exactly is going on that's leading to these two things. Are the workouts, you know, so we, we start with low-hanging fruit first. So the things that we can identify with a high level of, of confidence, which would be the workout routine. Is the workout routine not sufficient or is it too much? Um, what are, what does the client's eating habits look like? Uh, what's their sleep hygiene look like? You know, and once we start to rule out those things of, you know, the, the low hanging fruit, the, the things that we can easily identify, um, once we start rolling those things out, then we are ruling those out. We can start looking at, you know, some of these other things, you know, hormonal responses, cortisol, testosterone, estrogen, things like that. Now we can't, as physiologists, we can't directly do anything about those, but we can urge the client to see their doctor so the doctor's able to handle it. Um, that does have a potential to rule out, um, you know, other other things that might be going on. So, you know, in the event that they're sick, they're diagnosed with something, um, again, a physiologist, especially if it's an independent physiologist, um, wouldn't be able to do themselves. So in some of the things that, you know, you, you want to try to, you know, watch as, as much as possible is the workload, not just from your workouts, but your day-to-day workload. You know, what is it, what are every, what's everything that's on your plate and can you identify all those things that are on your plate? And then obviously you have to prioritize those things, um, you know, so if you're not getting the appropriate amount of sleep, if you're not drinking enough water, you know, all those things are going to exacerbate the next problem or the next thing that needs to be taken care of. And, and those aren't easy long term sometimes to identify because you might have been doing this for so long that you don't, you don't really know to look in those spots. But it is something that at some point you're going to have to break down and figure out, especially if you're noticing, you know, weakened immune, you're getting sick more often, right? Weakened immune system, or you're losing muscle, um, or you're just, you don't feel right, right? Some of that's caused from that constant mental stress, but then you throw workouts on top of that, and you've got that physical stress there as well. So again, one of the other uh, symptoms that you might see is decreased recovery time from your workouts. So, you know, for instance, in the past, if it's only taken you a day to recover from your workout, but now all of a sudden it's taken two or three days to recover from a similar workout, that that's going to be problematic, you know, and that's that's something that, again, can lead back to the amount of stress that you're undergoing. So let me make a recommendation. If you're experiencing a lot of this physical, uh, mental, I, you know, honestly, I'd even say emotional stress. We look at 2020 and the dump, dumpster fire that it's been. Um, 
stress is probably something that you're, you know, you've been dealing a lot with, you know, throughout the year. So again, if you're, if this is something that you're experiencing or that you're identifying and your exercise routine tends to be, you know, heavier compound movements like squats, deadlifts, um, you know, things like that, I would tend to recommend people steer away from those and look more towards, you know, that interval training or body weight exercises, um, you know, types of exercises like uh, sprints, uh, cycling, swimming, things like that, that all, they have the potential to reduce some of the stress and also allows, you know, some venting to occur. Now, heavy compound movements, they can do they, they can do some of that as well. The, the problem with that is you're forcing the body to produce even more cortisol in those particular heavier compound movements. So getting away from those and focusing more on aerobic-based exercise uh, routines uh, have much more or much less um, cortisol production and release than some of those heavier compound movements. Um, so that's, that's the best piece of advice that I could, I can give you. Um, you know, for those that say you just need to reduce the, the stress in your life, you know, as a coach, when I hear people say that as, um, a recommendation, I, it, it chaps me. I mean, it, it's who, <laughs> who can just turn off the stress in their life? You know, not a lot of us can, and that's, it's not a realistic option for a lot of people. So, you know, we have to have other ways to navigate the amount of stress that, you know, we accumulate from day to day. And alcohol is not a great idea. Uh, that tends to be abused quite a bit. And if the idea is to increase your fitness levels and improve your health, um, you know, a beer here and there or a shot here and there isn't, you know, isn't detrimental. But, Let's face it. Most of us, when we go out drinking, um, we we drink much more than one or two beers, right? Um, you know, it's one of the reasons why I haven't I haven't drank most of this year. Uh, I think it would really put a uh, a different spin on twenty twenty, and not in a good way. So I've I've tried to abstain. Um, and you know, it's what, August now, and uh, I think I've done a pretty good job. I, I actually. To be honest, I think not drinking most of this year has helped my stress level as well. So I think I'm going to wrap it up there. And if you have any questions or you want to add to the uh, episode, I'm going to put the link to the voice recording in the description here. And otherwise, I hope you guys have a nice rest of your day and we'll talk again next week.